you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are presented yeah. by Best Buy this week. What's oh, up, Best, Best Buy? Buy. Live here in New York City. It's Monday, August 14th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That is Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Time for the lead block. Lead block. That was the first weekend of preseason football in the books. Uh, who won, if you're keeping score, Kyle? Who won preseason week yeah. one? Just roll the damn clips. Let's go to Soldier Field. There's DJ Moore's first touch as a Chicago Bear, and he gone down the sideline right to Canton, Ohio, by way of Las Vegas for a Super Bowl championship. That's his first touch. That's why you trade the number one overall pick. Um, on this play, he had his 68 yards. I don't know what the hell it was. The Bears had zero plays of 60 yards passing wow. last year. Zero touchdowns of 60 or more. <laughs> this one catch alone would have made him the sixth highest Bears receiving total last year. 60 yards? 68 yards or whatever right. it is. He'd be six. The Chicago Bears turned into the greatest show on turf. <laughs> Everyone was losing their minds about this because, you know, it's the Bears. It's been sluggish. It's been slow. So there's two types of responses, two species of people out there need to respond to this. One is, this is so fun, how refreshing. And then there's a preseason. Oh, nice air yards from field there. There was a block in the back. It's against the Titans backup. Shut up. Who cares? It was two long-ass touchdowns in Soldier Field. (laughs) Justin Fields, Herbert, Moore. It was exciting. I know that it wasn't the NFC title game. I know it wasn't exactly the Titans' best play. Who cares? It's preseason week one. We got some electricity. We got some juice. We got some offense. A lot of we coming for me. It's obnoxious. I was very excited for the Bears. <laughs> Justin Fields, I think he threw two passes a total six feet and they went 130 yeah. yards, but who cares? You know, you know so much the I keep str- saying, who cares? Who cares? The straw man in that is, is non-existent. It's real. It's the same people that are doing that saying, who cares? Are the same people that are like, he airmailed a 30-yard pass. If he had not... To, like, 
Enjoy I watched it. one person who tweeted, he was like, yeah, right, great job, preseason, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then I, because I'm a fiend, I click on their profile and I scan down a little bit and they're like, Jordan Love, incredible. <laughs> Jordan, I'm like, hold on a second. Right, right. You can't tell me one and not the other. It's right. the only one. But I think oh. the Bears offense, just, just fireworks display in Soldier Field. Really cool. Peter, talked- is there anything that makes you get up out of oh, your chair like best. that? No, that's the best. That's why we do this on, on a Monday morning in August. Preseason <laughs> highlights, Kyle. Way to Set go. Roll it up, bro. <laughs> I'm similar right now because I was watching on Saturday afternoon. The Jets are playing the Panthers, and we are all in on Rodgers, and yeah. there's so much about this. Jets offense and what it's going to be. And then the Jets roll out the 78 Steelers on defense. Oh, and I think out. they, w- if there's anything we're not talking about, it's the defensive line depth with the New York Jets. And <laughs> as much as we're talking Jets, potential playoff team, I don't think we realized just how dominant the Jets defense could be if they all put it together. This was against the Carolina Panthers starters against Bryce Young. And Bryce Young could not breathe in his NFL debut because the Jets defense was all over him talking Jermaine Johnson, who's got a New Jersey number, number 11, he's a first-round pick okay. last year, was all over the field. Will McDonald, Jamie, you highlighted him last week, the rookie at Iowa State, all over the field. These guys go seven deep. Their defensive line was everywhere. Johnson and McDonald are first-round picks. They were flying off the edge. And in this, I'm not a Hard Knocks producer, but I think it was crafted pretty well as a yeah. Rodgers show. I don't think we got anything more than a few jokes about charcuterie boards from the defensive yeah. line. <laughs> There's nothing funny about them. They yeah. are a unit, and I really was impressed with how they just ruined Bryce Young's NFL debut, and even if it was in the preseason. Mm. I know later in the show we're going to focus on just the rookies in week one, but I can't not watch the rookies in week one. Yeah, it's because it's like To me, it's just high stakes, high stress. I'm so worried about how they're going to handle this debut like you're either going to blow it out of the water or it's going to go really ridiculously poorly I feel like there is no happy medium for a rookie because they don't know what is going on out there (laughs) so you go to the Eagles game Eagles Ravens a lot of people are watching because the Ravens win all their preseason blah 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 but Eagles defense I'm out there I'm watching I'm like oh Nolan Smith Jalen Carter like let's look at these two first round draft guys and who did I end up just being so delighted by but friend of the show Sidney Brown an undrafted free agent Eli Ricks out of Alabama? Eli Ricks had nine total tackles to lead the Eagles defense. He was flying around the field. This is a pick six. He had another pass tip that easily could have been a pick six later in the game. Again, you could totally take the glass half empty stance of this is against. He had that pick off of Anthony Brown. Who's in Anthony? It doesn't matter. Shut up. Pick six. And then Sidney Brown, Mike, coming out of nowhere. And if the next play is what I hope it is, he was just flying at people's ankles. He was an absolute menace out there. Nine total tackles. God, I just look, because the Brown twins, they came on the show, uh, his brothers in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. But these two, if this is what the Eagles are dealing with, are a third-round guy and an undrafted Mm -hmm. guy fighting to get on an Eagles defense that already has Nolan Smith, Jalen Carter, and Darius Slay, then my goodness, Sean Desai, you have stepped into a hell of a defense to lead. It's the first it, snap of the game for Jalen Carter. Carter. Was. I, I mean, right. <laughs> that was. We didn't like, even show low, that. Yeah. That's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I, I was know. Like, hey. Jalen Carter, yeah, Pick yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Sidney Brown and Scary. Eli Ricks. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way. Yes. I'm going to go to something that was truly remarkable in the preseason game. You asked who won it. Let's head to Buffalo and let's look at a guy getting his first game action since January 2nd. DeMar Hamlin on the field in a game. Sean McDermott called it truly remarkable. This is him on a fourth down stop, Mm -hmm. sticking his nose in there, making a tackle. DeMar Hamlin was active after the game. What was it like? He just said it was fun. It was nice to be back out there. And I think for him... 
just playing football again, running around, Lay making a tackle, down. no second thoughts. He said, once I lace up the cleats, once I step on the field, I am just playing. I'm not thinking about anything else. And to see him out there, you think about all the people that were involved from that night in Cincinnati, to everybody at the hospital, to the trainers, to DeMar mm. himself. After the game, he took his jersey and he gifted it to his mom because she has been his rock throughout his entire life. So as I'm watching preseason football, seeing DeMar Hamlin out there was the best thing I saw all weekend. Him making tackles, making plays, was on kickoff, was on defense, played 24 snaps in the game, which is awesome to see. I was so, everything he's taken on in life as well, like off the field, yeah. I cannot imagine the immense buildup he had at that moment and just the cause that he is trying to take on with the American Heart Association and teaching people all over the country and the world, really. He represents so much at this point, yet all he wanted to do, and he said this time and time again, is go out and then execute the way that he did was so awesome. And the nerves that had to lead yes. up into that game of yeah. not being out there for so long. It's different when you're practicing. Mm-hmm. Now it's live tackling. We're going to hit people. People are he's hitting safety. me. Safety. Yep. Like, yeah. he's got a hit. And he yeah. said McDermott yeah. came to him the night before. I was like, you good? Like, are you ready? Like, One last final, are you good? Yeah. And he was like, I'm ready. I that guy's play. so sick of you goods. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Even when you just have an injury, like you're constantly, the injury, the injury, he's like, I'm good. I want to play. And then he stuck yeah. his nose in there. It's really cool. I love it. Yeah. Love Listen, it. Bill's Jets, week one, he may be out there and being good against Rodgers and who the hell knows. It's great. Anthony oh, Richardson was on that field. Pick six. I mean, yeah. Beware of the hype. Oh, That's welcome. Right. Hey, this is welcome. welcome. Two blocks away, we're going to yeah. take a gander yeah, at Anthony saying. Richardson. Yeah. We've done flips for him. So. Right? Uh, he's done flips for us. Preseason <laughs> week true. two kicks off on Thursday night. It's Browns. Cleveland Browns traveling to Philly. They're in a joint practice this week to battle the NFC champion Eagles, of course. 7.30 Eastern on your home for the 2023 preseason NFL Network. All right, so here we go. Russ Payton. Russell Wilson threw 13 passes in a preseason game. They weren't all complete. He was under a lot of pressure. First quarter now dropping back. He is going to be sacked and drops the ball for a second. That's Dennis Gardeck. Peter, can you get on this and tell me something about Dennis Gardeck by the end of the highlight, please? I don't know much about him yet. Russ is trying to make the plays, make the Russell Wilson magic. It's not happening here. And again, just getting hit. He got hit a lot. Little pat on the back there. That's good. Not a bucket hat in sight. Still score the second and seven. Russ, he's going to get hit again. And just kind of gets rid of it. And you're like, do you take him out? It's like, nope. Keep sending him out there. Keep dialing up the pass plays, too. Again, he gets hit. It just kind of chucks it anywhere. So it's not going great. It looks ugly as hell. And in the preseason, you're worried he's going to get hurt. Meanwhile, it's Jonathan Gannon looking. He's like, I am the Cardinals coach, guys. Now, hold on. Russ to Judy. Touchdown. Now we got something. Can we get a cutaway shot from Peyton on the sideline? Did he smile? Did he do anything? Mm, We're not sure. So he got the thing going finally in the end. Like I said, 13 passes, completed seven. Felt like he was hit 20 different times. The Broncos got a win if you care. Actually, they didn't. The Cardinals won. I don't care. Yes, Crystal Pierce. Lake South High School in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Can't Crystal Lake. Jason Voorhees. West Virginia State. Okay. Okay. Then Sioux Falls. He's been with them since 2018. That is the Dennis Gardex. Thank go. you very much, Peter Dennis. We love you. Russell Wilson, you got some uh, heavy action out there. How'd it go for you? It's a blessing to have Coach Payton. The knowledge that he gives us every day, what he teaches us, what he pushes us on, and um, as a collective effort to dream come true, I think that he's just uh, he's a you know Hall of Fame coach, a guy that you know we we believe in, and, and really the whole coaching staff. We're really excited about the people that are teaching us every day, and that's what this game's about: is to learn as much as you can, be a sponge, and then come uh, regular season, get after. Hmm. 
Dennis Gardeck, hats off to you. Two D2 schools. Now he's making it in our highlight for week one of the preseason. Fantastic. That was Russell Wilson after uh, Broncos lost against Cardinals in week one. What do we make, though, Sean Payton? We had so much to look forward to, Kyle. There was an entire soliloquy you had on Friday about this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Peter, we know you watched it from start to finish. Anything you glean from coach after the fact? It's not so much the coach. It was more like Russ was playing deep into the second quarter, and... The Cardinals were sending like zero blitz at him. They were sending the house. This yeah. was, it was just so odd to see in a preseason week one where it's like we showed Mahomes a stat line, like, yeah, he played, he went two for two no. and was like quickly, you know, removed. Um, Russ struggled at points, and you could say it was because of the pass protection, but I thought there was one play I wanted to highlight. It was the touchdown pass to Jerry Judy, fourth and five. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals send the entire house, and Judy puts on a heck of a route, and Russ hits him, and it's like, Okay, here's a little glimpse of what this could be. And Russ is excited. I look, he didn't have many connections with Cortland Sonny. He had the one. But this one here, if I'm looking at anything, it's, all right, Judy is an elite receiver coming out of Alabama. He hasn't had the career we were hoping for. He was drafted before Justin Jefferson. He was drafted before C.D. Lamb. Like, mm-hmm. Jerry Judy needs to step up, and the offensive line needs to step up. It's not all going to be on Russ. And there were some miscommunications, and Russ struggled in the first quarter. But the fact he played so late into the game, like, Sean Payton's not messing around here. Mm-hmm. We're going to get these reps in. We are going to get it right. And it took a while, but that fourth and five was actually a nice play. And it's like, all right, maybe there's a glimmer of hope here after yeah. all. And what was impressive about the fourth down play, on third down, Russ scrambles, finds Judy, and he just drops one mm-hmm. and hits him right in the hand. So to come back off of that. But looking at that game, to your point where you said Russ got hit a lot, like, that's what I took away. Hearing Sean Payton talk leading up into this first game, he talked about taking pressure off Russ, being able to run the ball and being able to protect him. And the first time we got a chance to see this Denver Broncos offense, Russ was not protected. And we saw some of those play-action deep drops that Sean Payton's done, and we saw Russ make a few completions off of that. Mm -hmm. But the last thing we want to see in the preseason is him getting hit, coming off a year that they had last year. And of all the preseason, I don't think we saw a starter get hit this much. Even a backup who played maybe the entire game, I don't think was hit as much as Russell Wilson was throughout this game. Now, we know he's tough. We know he has the ability to scramble. But we want to see Russ protected in the pocket, making throws the whole nine. The Jerry Judy pass and completion on fourth down, as beautiful it was, as clutch. I don't want to see Russ getting hit, let alone the preseason. And he was getting smashed all game game while the time he was in it to me that is the worst thing you want to see right now he was he was out there for a ton he was playing deep into the game through 13 passes and every single time he was out there I was just looking at the Broncos sideline like mm-hmm. I do respect to Russ and everything yeah. I just want to watch the sideline yeah. that's the story here we played the clip Peyton said no bucket hats no sunglasses no jerseys off no in-game interviews last week on Friday we pulled up last year's week one preseason game under Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> everybody's Melvin's oh, got sunglasses <laughs> his chains and his hats it Big was chains. crazy so I was like is somebody going to cross the line and just say, Coach, I- I'm good. I'm a veteran in this league. I'm going to wear a bucket hat. Nothing. No buckets, mm. no sunglasses. Mm. There was not an in-game interview. There was not any of that stuff. They obeyed. But the winner of all of this story was inexplicably a New York Jet. Garrett Wilson, this was intentional. Did you see how he showed up? You know the backstory. That's how he showed up for the Jets preseason game. Doing an interview? Yes. Doing an interview (laughs) with sunglasses, with a bucket hat, and it gets better because people online are suggesting that he was trolling Sean Payton, and Garrett Wilson was liking the tweets. Like, he's winking at everybody. Really? Yes. This is a real thing. This is not a coincidence. So, trying to make sure you unwrap it, Sean Payton took huge shots at Nathaniel Hackett, who runs the Jets offense, who's now coaching 
mentioned Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson said, oh, Sean Payton doesn't allow sunglasses and bucket hats in the game interviews. I'm going to do all three in a trifecta. It was really beautifully done. And for some reason, like, Jets-Broncos is now, like, Ohio State, Michigan, it's Alabama, Auburn. It is everything. It is week five, the biggest game of the year. Like, the Super Bowl in Vegas is going to be great. (laughs) Jets-Broncos, I don't care if they're both 0-4. I don't care. That is the game we want to We need a name for that rivalry. We got to It's the bucket hat game. Like, it really is. I I love, like, that was Garrett Wilson's interpretation of, like, keep my coach's name out of your mouth. Like, everyone has their own way to say it, and that was Garrett Wilson's way. It's the biggest bucket hat I've ever seen. Yes. What are they saying? Like, zero story. chill. Give me the biggest one. Uh, yeah. Also, I want some huge sunglasses, <laughs> and I'm going to give you a 30-minute in-game interview. Just Let's just talk. <laughs> There's no confusion that it might be a different type of hat. Chain and earrings to go. Like, I know. Good. Yeah, the, yes. and the jewelry. Back to the field, talking. not watching his teammates. God, it's good. distracted. So good. Probably talking about how great it is to work with Nathaniel Hackett off. Yeah, that's right. So good. Yeah. I really enjoyed That was my takeaway from the Broncos that game. That was perfect. Yeah. That was yeah. perfect. I, too, I was trying to watch the sideline, just catch any glimpse, but mostly because I want to know if I keep coming back to Sean Payton when he first had this take and he first came out. I want to know how cohesive of a message it was. Like, did he say that to the locker room before he traipses it out in front of everybody, like knowing that it was going to get picked apart? Because you go and you speak the way that Sean Payton has had about not only his team, but about other coaches Mm -hmm. and other people. You better have guys that are standing behind you and have your back because the second, you know, Sean Payton turns his back and guys are rolling their eyes or putting their bucket hats on or something, then it's going to be mutiny. This is preseason week one, and I was just waiting for some guys to be standing there with their arms crossed. But it it appears there was buy-in in Denver, and that's a great thing for Sean Payton because he is – doing very much Sean Payton-y like things. I just, sure is. I just looked on the NFL Pro Shop. They do sell Broncos bucket hats. Yeah. I oh. think the four of us need to start rocking them on there. $29.99? <laughs> it's not cheap. No, that's fine. It shouldn't be. It's an in-demand item right now. Yeah, right. I think it's that and like Mahomes jerseys are the highest selling yeah. things. Right. Okay, Supply and demand. People. The production right. is halted. And so I was about to say, they're not giving them out anymore. Uh-huh. They should be uh, on clearance soon. Coming up, uh, Jordan Love, another guy who saw his first preseason yeah. action over the weekend. Uh, we'll re- recap his performance and recap our weekends coming up. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You think I need it? 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. time we saw Trey Lance, though, on an NFL field was back in September of last year. Uh, he had uh, played the first game against the Bears, uh, injured the second week uh, yeah. and early in the game, and it was like, oh, here we go. The 49ers obviously went on to have a really crazy story of a 2022 season. Trey Lance is back, and we don't know what we're getting from him. What did we make of his first performance of the preseason this time around, Peter? There's no more, uh, what do you say, lightning rod in the 49ers Reddit pages, 49ers Twitter, than just the name Trey Lance. Mm, there are yeah. conspiracy theorists out there who think that Kyle Shanahan was putting him out there to fail. Mm. There's others oh, who wow. think that he was playing so much because they're trying to trade him. Sure. And then there are others just saying... Let the kid play. Let's figure out. He didn't play great. He was pressured, though, nonstop. The offensive line didn't play great. I watched this game. It was on NFL Network. I'm like, I'm going to watch this whole thing. And Trey Lance was back there, and he's like a sitting duck for a lot of times. Now, this necessarily isn't Trey Lance's game. Trey Lance's game is, you know, it's a pass and run option. He wasn't doing any of the run option stuff. He was just being down there under siege for most of this game. I honestly wonder if it's him or Darnold who's number two, and I think it might be Darnold. Just the way that Darnold came in and had such composure, but Trey Lance, there was rumors that he was on the trading block. The Niners came back and said that's not true. Well, it's not true because no one's going to trade for him. That's another option. Like, who's who's making that trade (laughs) for Trey Lance? We don't know what we're getting. One of the most fascinating players in the preseason is Trey Lance, and he certainly didn't light it up on Sunday, and he certainly didn't put his best foot forward, yet I don't know who would have getting absolutely, you know, just surrounded by the pass protection wasn't there either, and that's not really the offense he's been running as a pro. So my thing is a big, what's the word, incomplete or, uh, you know. And, and Seems and, like we've been saying that the whole time. I know. And that's the problem. Yeah. It's year three and you've got Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones all looking like competent leaders of NFL yeah. teams. But why is it an incomplete and not like a D? Like why? Maybe it is a, a D, pass, you, know? you know, because I don't yeah. know if. It's uncomfortable to give that high of a draft pick a D. Had he had he been healthy last year, who knows what happens with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except he ran 16 times in two games and right. he got hurt. So this wasn't anything to take away and I certainly am not lighting up the Niners' phone, being like, you know, we got to trade for him. Here's our second-round pick for next year. So not a great day for Trey Lance, but 
is anyone having a great day in those situations? The crazy thing, if you just look at his stats, he was 10 of 15 with a touchdown, no interceptions, and it's okay, 112 right. yards. Right, and it it's just way. like, great QB it's like, oh my goodness, great QB rating. But, but if you watch the game, it was not that at all. And Strays, you brought up a great point. As you look at last year, Trey Lance was going in. At this point, we kept talking about Jimmy G and his shoulder. We weren't even mentioning Brock Purdy. And the offense looked like it was being designed for Trey Lance to succeed. And now you can say he's being set up to fail. Is that in the third? The truth of the matter is, Brock Purdy is a starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. The offense that he will run and be comfortable in is not the same offense Trey Lance would run and be comfortable in. Mm -hmm. So now it becomes interesting when you look at who the backup quarterback is. Is it Trey Lance if you have to change and alter the entire offense if something happens to Brock Purdy? Or is it Sam Darnold who can possibly run the same type of offense? That to me is where the question lies. And for Trey Lance, is he better off somewhere else? And they may not be able to trade him, but maybe you get a later round draft pick and you just give up on Trey up and getting him all of those picks that you had to give up to get him. But at the same time, he just didn't look comfortable in that offense. He was under pressure, this, that, and the third. I don't know. It's too early to just give up on him, I think. You have two more preseasons. Let him go. Preseason games. Let him go out there and compete. Everything just looked hard. Like, mm -hmm. it looked yeah. difficult for him. It looked like he was just having to try really hard. And the contrast of that is Everything for Brock Purdy looks so easy. Like, I got this. I'm calm. My body language, I'm seamless. I can run it. I was just looking back at that trade that they made for Lance. Damn. It's so much. Like, all these first-round picks. And Shanahan has just decided, if you look back at it, I need to make some sort of nuclear strike. I need some sort of special weapon to get over the in. Mm. In the end, he really, with Brock Purdy, he kind of just ended up with the Jimmy Garoppolo again, like who is a guy who's smart and makes good decisions, and it really worked last year. The whole, like, we're going to run it and we're going to do this, too. Maybe he doesn't need that, or maybe he just overdrafted him, and maybe maybe that's unfair. But if we start the season and Trey Lance is QB3 on yeah. the depth chart, I mean, you have a number three overall pick, a number three overall pick, and the last pick in the draft. It's the strangest it's quarterback room ever, but if Trey Lance is number three, and he can't beat Sam Darnold, who's been around, and a lot of people have decided to part ways with Sam Darnold. I don't know what the future is with the organization, because unless you want to keep him there for a few years, but then you have to pay him, it's a mess. Shanahan made a really aggressive move, and it's, it hasn't worked. It sucks. I want to tiptoe into what I want to say about these quarterbacks, because it's it's in no offense to Trey Lance. Like, he's grinding, he's been hurt, he can't figure the situation out, but the things that we're saying about Trey Lance when he's not playing well in the preseason, I feel like is like you're using so many excuses in the book for a number three overall pick, where if Brock Purdy had done the things that Trey Lance is doing, which is getting taken down, not being able to scramble, can't execute a play, we just have been like, of course, that's the last pick in the draft. That's how you would play. But Brock Purdy, a great point guard or anyone that walks into a pickup game of anything, comes in and just plays. They mm -hmm. figure out the system. They make plays. They have high, They make other people better around them. And that's what Brock Purdy had to do in Week 14 last year when he's just like, here's your here's your job, son. Like, get get it going. And he did. He figured it out. This Trey Lance experience. It's like, how many times, despite injury and whatnot, are we just is not the offense he's been running as a pro, but. I feel like he should be able to figure it out and make it work because he's a number three overall pick and he should have the skill set to yeah. make things go no matter the no matter the situation. Yeah, last year's offense for the Niners had all the builds and whistles those first two weeks. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. read option. It was and Lance was running. He hurt his ankle running. And they had to scale back the offense significantly once Jimmy went down. And guess what? Once Brock Purdy showed he could do it, it was a whole different offense than what it was week one and week two. So last night, to your point, it almost looked like they were trying to run the Brock Purdy offense yeah. and saying, Trey Lance, go run this. Yeah. And that's not his natural thing. So 
And that's the difference of being a starter and being a backup. I'm not going to cater you and build no. the whole offense around you. So I don't know what the future is. And, like, you look at teams with connections to the Niners and who would ever trade for them. Like, I look at Minnesota. Kwesi Adolfo Mento mm. was with yeah. him. Like, is that the trade? You send him back to his home state of Minnesota and just say, be the backup to Kirk Cousins, and we'll go from there. But no one's been lighting up the phone lines. Mm. It's crazy because a year ago he played in that preseason game against Jordan Love. Chucks up one on the sideline. Awesome. A beautiful pass. And all the hype was built around the type of year he was going to have. And it's just so hard to diminish the injury because to your point you said Shrake, it's like what could have been if he plays the entire year and I know it, it didn't happen but it's hard to just say all right he can't figure it out when he hasn't played that how much how old football. is he I'm gonna quickly google here I think he's, I got it right here he's 23 years old 23, 23. years old yeah. but you know what the Jets, yeah, gave up on, Jets gave up on Darnold when he was 23 years old that's right. the NFL Mm. But, Peter, if the Vi- let's say like that is an interesting pathway. If the Vikings do go get him, like you got to do it now So because Kirk's on his last year. like You have to figure out if Trey Lance works in your system. All yeah. of these things take time. They can't invest in a Trey Lance just to come in and learn and be like, you can be our guy when he's shown us something. I come back to Sam Howell over the weekend. Sam Howell's fighting for what he's doing with Washington. He had a fourth down scramble to convert, and then the next pass play was a touchdown. The next one, I'm watching Trey Lance highlights, and the stat line was great, and he threw for a touchdown, but it's like he looked like he was getting chased. He wasn't able to get out of some tenuous situations, and it was just like, dang, what's the best possible scenario for him? Because clearly the way the Brock Purdy offense is, that's not the best situation for Trey Lance. We're never going to get a good one. He's not going to start behind the offensive line. He's not going to play with the first offense. We're not going to see him. We may never see him do that again. It was a crazy draft pick. Like looking back on that one, one of the all, I hope it's not, but that could be one of the all time infamous ones. Mm. It wasn't just that he spent all that money on a player. He spent money on a player who had been out and was from a smaller program. And I just would love Shanahan to have the truth serum and be like, why did you love him that much? What was it? And if you wanted a guy who could run around and make plays, I think that was the same year as Justin Fields. You didn't like him? Like, he loved Trey Lance. Meanwhile, we're watching that game. Aiden O'Connell, you drop him in, a guy who had all the experience in the Big Ten out of Purdue, and he's lighting it up and he's under confidence. He's confident. It's like, all right, well, the Raiders have a guy that we know because we saw him in college for four years and it's the classic home run pick versus the safe pick and here we are. He swung out of his shoes on that one. I I hope he connects. Who knows? But I don't know if we're ever going to get Trey Lance to get another chance. The season starts. It's Brock Purdy. He plays yeah. the whole year. Trey Lance, like, I, I don't get to play with Debo and McCaffrey. Yeah. I'm just standing on the sideline. It's, it's To tough. your point, the Sam Darnold comparison, it may be a point where you're on another team and now you're competing against another guy to see who's going to be the starter. It's never going to be a situation as the team that drafts you that prepares to get you into the role. He was on a golden platter last year at this time. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately got hurt in yeah. that life. <laughs> And it feels like, and then we begin the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season, Baker, Mayfield, and Kyle yeah, Trask. Like, it just like keeps oh, turning. Sometimes it, it all just comes up bucks. Here we go. Preseason week two <laughs> kicks off on Thursday night. Browns travel to Philly to battle the NFC champion Eagles. 7.30 p.m. Eastern right here. It's your home for the 2023 preseason. Our home, NFL Network. Still to come on our show, though. The Bears got off to quite the start over the weekend. The start was so hype-worthy that Kyle Brandt was out of his chair an hour ago, rounding third, sending the guy home, dive head first. That's your Chicago Bears highlights coming up. You got people on Twitter being like, obvious block in the back, illegal lineman downfield against, guys, Titans backups. Titans backups. All right, CJ Stroud. I mean, it wasn't the greatest debut, but the Trumper says, should we be worried? No, we should be excited. Come on. Jalen Safety, Jalen Petrie joins us next to discuss. We love his new quarterback, the Dish. Jalen Petrie, right after this. Shout out to Neptune. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. Today, we're pleased to be joined by Houston's Texans safety, Jalen Peach. Hey! What up, Petrie? What's up? Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, happy to have you. Love watching you last year, especially your ability to hit people. I enjoyed that last year. You led the Texans in interceptions and tackles. How's it been now having new head coach D'Amico Ryan's a defensive-minded guy in charge in Houston? Oh, it's been wonderful. You know, good energy. I feel like Coach uh, Miko has done a great job at making sure that he's been intentional with what we're doing on a day-to-day basis and, you know, just bringing good energy and good vibes to the team. I think um, that has been very contagious for us. So, you know, we're going to continue to just show up every day ready to work. You know, if this Texans thing hits and clicks this year, you're going to be able to say, well, I was there when it really took off last year and we all got our our feet wet. Now, though, you had these two other first round picks with C.J. Stroud and, of course, Will Anderson. We saw Stroud in the preseason game. We don't see him every day. What have you seen from C.J. Stroud since he joined the team and what are your impressions of your new quarterback one? Oh, yeah. C.J. is is wise beyond his years. I feel like he's a guy that knows the game of football and he's not, like, stuck in his ways either. He's, you know, always you know, looking to learn new things. And um, I think the biggest thing that I take from him on a day-to-day um, sitting in the locker room is he's a competitor. He's a guy that's going to talk trash. He's a guy that's going to 
try to be the first in the building. Like a lot of those little things that people don't see is, you know, very evident when you get to be with him on a day to day basis. So, you know, I'm very confident in CJ and, you know, I'm glad that he's on my team. This future is bright, but I have to say, we as a show believe that Jalen Petrie is the next big thing. Yeah, as yeah. a player, mm -hmm. as a person, like we have stock in you. We believe in you across the board. And let me just give a piece of evidence to the people at home. There's not a lot of guys in the league who have active LinkedIn accounts. Okay. You got a LinkedIn <laughs> account and you go to the academic background. Check this out. He double majored in at Baylor in real estate and marketing. And then you went back and got your master's in educational psychology. That's three degrees. So how did this come to be? And Jalen, how do you apply these degrees in your career, on the field, in the locker room? We just want more Jalen Petrie. Tell us about this. Yeah, I would say um, the marketing and real estate, it's easy to use in football because you're always trying to, you know, sell yourself. You're always trying to, you know, get along with people. So I think that that, definitely ties into those degrees but the psychology part is big because you're always playing mind games out there on the field you're always trying to see um, what people are thinking and you know try to find new ways to you know have an edge on people so all three of those degrees play a huge part in the game of football and you know I'm thankful that you know I chose those three because not only were they fun to learn but you know I'm obviously using them right now. Jalen, I want to stick with your time at Baylor. You're from Stafford, Texas, just outside of Houston. You go to Baylor, Big 12 opponent is Iowa State, which means that you had to face off against Brock Purdy as he was coming out of Iowa State. Tell us about the battle there. Uh, Baylor, Iowa State, what do, you, what do you remember of those games, and how did you – do you have any moments from those matchups in particular that made you feel like, I'm good, I'm set, I can play in the NFL at the next level? Oh, yeah. Specifically, Iowa State was just uh, one of those teams that, you know, had a, a good brand, you know, a team that was going to show up every Saturday ready to, you know, compete and, you know, a team that wasn't going to quit. Specifically, Brock Purdy, I can remember, you know, always having to blitz against him and how hard he was to get down. You know, he was a great player and a guy that, you know, I looked forward to playing in our league. So I think Brock is a good player and he's going to continue to do good in the league, as we've all seen um, after last year. Now, Jalen, you talked about the psychology of being out there on the football field. Are you a big trash talker, a vocal guy when you're out there playing, competing against everybody? Yeah, I try to have a little fun with it. If there's some trash talk here and there, I think that just turns up the competitive nature of the game. But, you know, at the end of the day, I want to be respectful, you know, of my opponents and, uh, you know, just bring the best out of each other. I think everybody wants to, you know, compete. And, you know, sometimes some, some words can, can fly here and there. I love that. Now, you guys go to Baltimore for your week one game exactly 27 days from today. And we know they have new additions. Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, everybody. They're touting them as the best offense this year. How excited are you for that game? And what do you look forward to most in that matchup? Oh, yeah, I'm excited for the matchup. I think it's going to be a great test for us in week one. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to, you know, going to practice and getting ready for those guys. You know, I'm not trying to look too far ahead into, you know, all the names that they have and all of that other stuff. You know, I'm just trying to be very process oriented and just show up today or show up in day one of the game week and, you know, take it from there. I'm not really trying to think too much of the game because I think when you do that, you kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit. <laughs> you don't want to get lost in the sauce. Never do. And you don't want to don't necessarily want to be a one-on-one -on -one staring down no. Damian Pierce. <laughs> Great guy, bad, bad dude. We love Damian Pierce here. He won the angriest run of the year at honors last year. Great guy, but like has bad, bad intentions running the ball. Tell us about him, especially as a safety. Like, what's he bringing when he's turning his uh, nose downfield? Oh, yeah, he bringing everything. 
he bringing it all. I feel like he runs. <laughs> I feel like I've been using the sand like he runs with his hair on fire. But if there was like a degree higher than that, I think he goes higher than that. Like he is stiff arming. Yeah. He punching people. If that's legal in the NFL, <laughs> like he's doing whatever he needs to do to get to the end zone. So thank God he's on my team. And yeah. I look up to guys like that because he he not only helps our team out, but he also turns up the defense and, you know, gives us, you know, that motivation to go out there and play like him. Jalen, it's so fun to talk to you this morning. Your team, the second-year group is awesome. The guys that you drafted are great. I go to last year's draft class as well, John Mechie, and the return that he's had to the field. I can imagine coming in together, going through together what he had to do over the last year, coming back, battling cancer. Now he's playing again. Just tell us what the mood is around your friendship with him and the vibe having him back on the field. Yeah, it's inspiring. I feel like um, just seeing him, you know, last week in our preseason game, seeing him catch his first pass was, you know, kind of shocking. Like, it's like, it's crazy that everything that he went through, he's back out on the field. And, you know, it's a true testament to what type of guy he is. He's a real soldier. He's a guy that's not going to quit. And I'm glad that he's on my team because he's going to continue to push hard. He's going to push us in practice. And uh, he's a big competitor, too. Like, he out there with the shakes. Like, he he got it all. So, you know, it's fun <laughs> to go up against match in practice. And I'm glad that he's back. That's awesome. That's awesome, Jalen. It's awesome to get to know you. You're saying all these guys, I'm glad they're on my team. I bet they're <laughs> glad you're on their team. Yeah. Also, Jalen Peters. Yeah. So good to talk to you this morning. Stay healthy. Have a good season. 147 tackles. 147. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate y'all, man. man. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, have a good morning. Until next time, Jalen. Won't be the last time we you see too, you. Man. Good morning, football. The dish. Exactly. The dish. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.